Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. Uh, it's the international break, but lots has been happening, including a brand new signing for Bristol City announced today at the time of recording. Forgive how I sound, I'm full of cold, but for Gregor it was man flu, wasn't it? But you're okay now. I've recovered, don't worry, I've recovered. Ooh, that was a close one. Uh, we will be talking about the international break, the England under-21s, and how a certain player that is still linked to Bristol City did... Uh, Gregor has some more XG for us, of course, and the Luton game away this weekend as well. Five games crammed into the next month before the international break. But let's start. Brand new news this afternoon. Literally breaking as we record this. Uh, this striker, Rodri, <laughs> yeah. has signed for Bristol City. Uh, I was going to ask you all about him anyway because it sounded like it was going to happen. So what do we know about him? Why was he a free agent? And tell me, is he any good? So, obviously, Lee Johnson said a couple of weeks ago he was open to bringing in a free agent. If you remember last week, it was Wilfred Boney who was doing the rounds. And yeah. obviously, that. I wrote so much on that, it never happened. <laughs> it, it amounted to nothing. Um, I, think, I think, from what we knew, that the club did consider a few. Uh, free agents, and we think Gary Hooper and Wilfred Boney were definitely two of those just because of the pedigree they've got, but yeah. for whatever reason it didn't work out. And yeah, they've moved on, and and uh, yeah, we actually heard sort of some rumblings about this uh, across the weekend, and then yeah, the, the news kind of broke. Some people were, were talking about it on Monday, and we and and yeah, we I think we wrote about it really on Tuesday. And, yeah, basically, Rodri, 29-year-old, free agent. He left Granada in the summer. He was there last season, where I believe he scored something like seven goals in some 30-odd games. And then he was released as they got promoted to the top league in Spain. But, yeah, he's going to come over to Ashton Gate and and give it a go now. It's just been announced that he's going to sign a deal. Well, he has signed a deal until January, but it could be... It's a short-term deal. Short-term deal got to be careful how I say that mm. and it could be extended though to the end of the season like Ashley Williams yeah much like Ashley Williams but the thing is uh, he has been in England before Sheffield Wednesday but it didn't particularly work out did it? No um, I spoke to a couple of sources up in Sheffield actually yesterday doing a bit of research on this and basically they came back to me and they said that when he signed, there was quite a lot of hype around him because if you look at his background, he was uh, uh, Sevilla, I believe he came through the ranks, and then he went to Barcelona B, the, the Barcelona B side for some three years, but he actually went on loan in each of those three years, including to Sheffield Wednesday. So, yeah, arriving at Hillsborough, a Barcelona B striker, you would get excited about that, mm. naturally. But he ended up only playing 11 games. His, his, first, his first game was his best one against Birmingham City, a 3-2 win. And he scored his only goal in that match. But then from then on, it, it went downhill. It didn't work out for him. And he, he went back to Spain. And he's been spent most of his career in Spain. He did have a little spell at 1860 Munich in Germany. But, yeah, it's mostly a, a tale of um, clubs in the Segunda division. 
And but Spain uh, is very different to the championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so however, I, I'm always open-minded about these kind of things. And I, as other sports have said, I trust Lee Johnson, I trust the club to get this right. From my point of view, there, there aren't too many complaints with their recruitment over the last couple of years, certainly before that. But I do think the last two summers they've got it right, if maybe not the Januaries. So, yeah, they did need maybe another forward with Benikafobi out. And from what I know of Rodri and what I've seen of him, and it's mostly just YouTube clips like <laughs> everybody else, uh, a few little clips on Y Scout though. Yeah. Um, I think it's his movement chiefly that Lee Johnson is going to like here and he probably sees him as the sort of person to get on the end of Casey Palmer's three passes. Where's he playing? A nine or a ten? Yeah, yeah, definitely a a number nine striker. He's five foot eleven, so he's not the biggest. Five foot ten, five foot eleven, so he's not the biggest. So, yeah, they'll obviously expect him to hold the ball up. There'll be competition for places up there. Maybe he could replace Andy Vyman. I've got to say, from doing the research and everything I know of him, he looks in tip-top condition. I, I think he might have played in the behind-closed-doors game earlier this week if they were playing Torquay on yep. Tuesday. Which Torquay actually won 2-0. Uh, question for Lee Johnson there. Does the Johnson Cup change hands oh, wow. after that <laughs> result? But, um, yeah, so he might well have been involved in that and and they had a closer look at him then. But, yeah, now he's signed. It's all tied up. And, yeah, I think... Maybe it's not a bad idea just to have a look at somebody on a free transfer like this and it's see only, how it goes. It's only, what, it's t- uh, two and a half months. It's not, yes, I mean, exactly. I yeah. know we had Lois Journey a couple of years ago, which didn't work out, but it's not risk-free, so the pen is wages, of course, but it's worth a, a go, isn't it? It is, and I think credit to Rodri here as well, because he's come over from Spain, and if you look at his Instagram posts and everything, the last few days he's been hinting at a new challenge, is basically what he's been saying, and he's been, you can see he's been getting super fit, I was wondering if he had the Rocky music playing in the background as he was as he was getting... Well, he had to get on the, the roof, Ash, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly, and he, he does look in good condition, I've got to say, from what we've seen, and yeah, fair fair play to the club, they've, they've got it done, and as you say, it's two and a half months, and really it could be looked at as an extended trial and he's willing to make that sacrifice to see how it goes so let's give the guy a chance and uh, and hopefully he can pick up where, maybe where Bennett left off think he'll feature against Luton I don't see him starting I don't I, I think there's I think there's Competition for places, and Andy Vyman obviously has been informed recently, scoring a couple of goals. So he he will definitely be playing. Antoine Semenyo, we've not seen the best of him yet. He really, really needs that first goal. I think some of the fans have been a little bit harsh with him because yeah. they, they've been they, they've gone his back a little bit for his twenty minute cameo again in the, in the last home game in the in the win against Reading, and maybe it wasn't his best time. However, he is still only nineteen, so yeah. I think we do have to give him a chance. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, in the squad? I think he'll be in the squad. I predict he'll be on the bench. Okay, we'll see. Uh, that is the new sign then, Rodri. We'll have to see how that materialises. Busy international break for Bristol City players. Uh, let's talk about the Wales squad. Ashley Williams didn't feature for Wales, but Joe Morrell did, who is still a Bristol City player, obviously on loan at Lincoln. And he was playing up against Luka Modric on Sunday evening. And he looked good. So... What is happening with Joe Morrell? What is the feedback, do we know, from Lincoln to Bristol City? What are Bristol City thinking? And a question, do they have a recall on him on January, in January if they wanted to? Yeah, I, I think they do. I, I, I've spoken about this before. I know a lot of the clubs often say this is a deal until the end of the season. However, it's my understanding that 
you, you effectively have to have a rescission clause. And I've been told by people behind the scenes that this is regular, that basically in every loan deal, it can be ended in January. And it's just whether the clubs decide between them to just extend it to to the end of the season. Right. But, but if Bristol City wanted to recall him in January, they could, yes. Do you think they would want to? No, I don't think they because would. Because they've got too many options. Yeah, I, I think with Adam... Naj coming coming back uh, maybe this weekend maybe very soon if not actually, I think maybe Wednesday is the, la- the last I heard it might might be more realistic the home game against Charlton for, yeah. for him and Callas which we'll come on to shortly but but yeah I, I just think they've got the numbers there Hanno Masengo has been brilliant uh, he needs to play obviously Josh Brownhill as well is, yeah. is, is integral and I think you've got with with Adam as well, then you you've got three there who can play and maybe and Corey Smith coming back. Yeah, Corey Smith coming back exactly. He's not too far away. Um, he I spoke to him recently and he's posted himself actually this week. That he's back on the grass and yeah, I saw uh, that. he said to us that he was hoping to be back around December time. So so yeah, he's not too far away as well. So yeah, because of all those players, even Casey Palmer dropping back, then I don't think they need Joe Morell. And it's better for him to be playing regularly. Do you think then after this season? You know, he's playing well for Lincoln. He's performing for Wales. He's performing for his country. Mm. Bristol City are going to maybe sell him? I think that is definitely on the radar because basically it depends, obviously, what happens with City this summer. I mean, if they get promoted, then unfortunately, yes, yeah. they probably would because yeah. I, I don't think Joe's ready to play in the Premier League just yet. If they stay in the Championship, then it'll depend possibly on what happens with other players. And I wrote about this the other day that... I could foresee, unfortunately, circumstances where maybe Josh Brownhill is bought by a Premier League club. Yeah. And if that happens, because Josh has been so consistent the last few years, if anybody deserves a Premier League move, it's him. Yeah, yeah. He's been He's been brilliant. I don't want him to go, but I just think that there'll be a lot... Well, I know that there's Premier League clubs interested in him. There has been for a long time. Yeah. But... It might be that that becomes concrete in the summer. If that happens, then maybe there's going to be a space to open up and maybe Lee Johnson then decides that Joe Morrell gets that space. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he looked out of place at all, obviously playing against both Modric and Rakitic. I know. Barcelona and Real Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Central midfielders, World Cup finalists. What a game for him to be involved in. And yeah, just to round off really we we spoke to joe ourselves recently we went up to lincoln we actually had one of our reporters there because bristol rovers were playing there and we spoke to joe at the end of the game that was arranged with him and yeah he he was talking about obviously his breakthrough with wales but he also mentioned himself and this is really without us even prodding that 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 basically he, he sees this coming summer as a vital time for him and and he might have to make hard decisions then yeah. and that might mean that he has to move on for first team football if it's not going to come at bristol city but ultimately lee johnson will decide on that in terms of he can say to joe uh, yeah you're gonna play here yeah. and i've got a space for you yeah, we'll have to see. Just impressed with him with Wales. Adam Nigel was on international duty for Hungary. Did he feature? What happened? Is, no, he, is he injured? He was, just, <laughs> he was suspended for the first game against yeah. Croatia, yellow cards. Second game, uh, we, we spoke to some people in Hungary and, and they told us, and that was from the national team actually, they told us that basically they didn't want to risk him and he wasn't quite ready to play, which is... Wow, do you think that might be after what happened last international I liked break? It. <laughs> I like to think that Lee Johnson has given a flea in the ear of somebody <laughs> who speaks Hungarian. And, uh, yeah. Wow, and, uh, it worked. Yeah, and he, and he hasn't played. So, I'd, from our understanding, he is back in full training. We've been told he's back in full training, yeah. so he's not too far away. He might not be involved against Luton, 
we were told maybe it might be after that, but we'll see. Uh, it, it might well be that he plays at Kenilworth Road or he's saved for the Charlton home game coming up. Yeah, yeah well, two games in quick succession, maybe he'll save him. Uh, Callum O'Dowder came on for Ireland, did well. Of course, yeah. he's going to be starting for Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, it's good that he got the, the half against Switzerland. Unfortunately, they lost. But yeah, he's got a little bit to do, I think, at the moment. Just needs to rediscover that very best form of his. And I do think he will do that. I think he's going to be a big player for City this season. I really do. And I think it's going to be as the season progresses and towards the back end of this season. So that's my prediction on him. England in the 21s. It's not, it's not Bristol City players, unfortunately, but Lloyd Kelly played really well. And Eddie Nketiah, we've got to talk about him because he was fantastic for the under-21s. Did you see the game? Yeah, I didn't see the game, but I was keeping abreast of the news. And obviously, yeah, there was, I think, Eddie Nketiah's maybe second goal, which was set up by Lloyd Kelly. And yeah, I was thinking <laughs> in a parallel universe somewhere... Bristol City have got, yeah. I've got both of them. Lloyd Kelly playing at the top of the championship. And yeah, setting up Enketia. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, These are his words, what he told Sky Sports News after the game. Uh, I want to play. I pride myself on being in the team. I think I'm good enough to be in the team. And he's talking about Leeds. Now, he scored four goals during this international break. Obviously, that hat trick as well. Sounds like he's frustrated with what's happening at Leeds. So, on Twitter, uh, we asked, hypothetical poll, if Eddie Nketiah were to be, be available for a loan move in January, would you still want him? It was only up for two hours, we had loads of votes, and 78% said yes, 22% said no. Obviously, that's not that scientific, because my Twitter is not just Bristol City fans. But, you know, there's obviously still a little bit of ill feeling with what happened in the summer. He was meant to come down for talks, potentially a medical it didn't happen. He didn't He didn't turn up. He went to Leeds instead. But the vast majority saying, of course, if he's available, mm-hmm. you take him. Yeah, and Mark Ashton confirmed, didn't he, recently actually himself, that Bristol City got down to the last two. It was basically Leeds Leeds-Wise. or Bristol yeah. City. So, so yeah, and I, I've spoken to people up in Leeds and from my understanding, basically, Arsenal can recall him in January, but it depends on how much he's playing again. Is, is there a clause that... I, I've seen Phil Hay report that there is a certain amount of games and minutes he needs to play, otherwise he will be recalled. Yeah. All, all I would say, though, on that is, and because people might start getting excited, is there's a long time to go until then. So many games, you think yeah. about Christmas. All it takes is a, an injury for Patrick Bamford. He'll be involved every game then. And he, he's in such great form. He's scoring goals across every competition. So many hat-tricks at every level and... and and yeah, his, his minutes to goals record is just uh, unbelievable. He's right up there. So credit actually to the Bristol City scouts for and 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 and, and the Robins for identifying him as a top talent to come in, and he would have been brilliant here. I just He's think better off at Arsenal at the moment. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I, I think Lee Johnson said the same, didn't he, on on the radio? And yeah, I, I just think by the time January rolls around, he will be playing. I think, I think. Basically, it all comes down to Marcello Bielsa and how he's going to accommodate him in the team. He doesn't want to change his tactics. He only wants to play with one up front. But uh, they're not doing the business at home, actually. They're not get, I mean, they're on equal points, aren't they, with Bristol City at yeah. the moment. So there's questions for him there. Yeah, yeah, there's questions for him there. And I just wonder, eventually, that pressure's going to break and he's going to have to start playing Enketia. And I think, unfortunately, that'll happen before January. So 
I just don't you see that happening. You think that's a purely hypothetical question? Then? It's not yeah, I, I just don't see anything happening there, unfortunately. I wonder if the Rodri thing does change it. Obviously, it depends on how he's yeah. doing. But one scenario is possibly that, yes, Arsenal recall Enketia, Bristol City take him back and um, dispense... With Rodri. <laughs> yeah, dispense with... Seems a bit harsh. With, uh, yes, with poor old Rodri after, after just a couple of months. But... There's a lot of football to be played before then. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll get games before then. I don't think it will arise, but it doesn't sound like... Well, it sounds like he's frustrated, are, at least. Yeah. He, he is, absolutely. You, you, I saw that interview that you quoted there on, on with Sky, and yeah, he's, he's definitely frustrated, and you would be. I mean, he's doing the business every time he comes off the pitch. He needs to play. So it's going to be a very interesting watch, certainly over the next month or so. And if we get to yeah, December and he's still not playing then, yeah, possibly the writing will be on the wall. And that could be good news for Bristol City because Lee Johnson's obviously got this system where he he is willing to play two players up yeah, front. So. definitely. Come to Bristol City. Right, um, XG, what did you want to say? XG, yeah, I, <laughs> I just wanted to address this because a few people have asked me about this on Twitter recently and you, um, a lot of people know that I like the statistics and I keep abreast of the expected goals stats and Ben Mayhew of the Press Association, ex- I forget his Twitter name, it's Experimental 351 maybe, or... but you anyway, his name find yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll research that again. But he has produced a table of where every team should be according to, to their expected goals this wow. season. And Bristol City are second from bottom. Oh! And not only that, they're the, they have benefited from expected goals more than anybody in the entire four leagues of English football, um, more than any other team apart from one. It's, ah, uh, yeah, experimental 3-6 one. And, and yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see. But it's also very worrying because if that is correct... That means they're sort of give. Yeah, it means that they're basically looking at, at some point, the old regression to the mean, which yeah. means they've been a bit lucky, really, and that at some point... Results will turn. So, that, I think there's actually a lot to, to to kind of recommend that in a way. If you think about Bristol City's form, they do tend to go through these streaks. So, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a bad streak to come. However, I do question Ben's model because there are different XG models out there. And I've seen other ones and, and, and they have Bristol City having played a bit better and their XG to be a bit more in sync with their results. And therefore, you wouldn't expect their form to tail off too much. I mean, just thinking about it game to game, Dan Bentley does make a fair few big saves. Is yeah. he going to keep making those one-on-one saves? Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure. And yeah, the other thing is, looking at the fixtures coming up, I do think Bristol City have got some tough games coming, the likes of Fulham. Yep. Um, let's not forget the seven-side derby is coming up soon as well. So yeah, interesting times ahead and uh, something to keep an eye out for. And if you don't take my word on XG, I actually put this sort of very same question. We believe you. You talk about it every week. <laughs> I put, yeah, I put this very same question to someone who's probably a bit more qualified than me to speak on it. And his name is Ali Maxwell. He's quite often on Sky Sports. Yep. He does the Not The Top 20 podcast with um, George. He's uh, is a compadre discussing the EFL issues and covering every club, the whole of the 72, obviously. And, yeah, we put it to him. We said, 
because those guys rely on stats. They they do a lot of odds based yep. uh, work, and we put it to them. What what are they seeing in terms of stats and XG this season? And do we necessarily think that there's going to be a downturn in Bristol City fortunes? Okay, here we go. Here's what Ali had to say. I, I listen to the Not the Top Twenty pod a lot, and you guys are always on point with all your stats and everything. And I wanted to ask you a bit more of a sort of a stats savvy kind of question. Mm. What do you make of Bristol City this season in terms of how things are panning out so far? Because I see a lot of things where the XG maybe isn't in their favour as much, and I'm wondering if there's going to be the old regression to the mean. But what are you guys seeing? What do you think? And also from what you've seen on the pitch as well. Yeah, I think Bristol City in the last few seasons have been a team consistently sort of around the playoff chase, um, and actually a team who often have, have played a little bit over their, let's say, XG stats. And at the level we're at, it is possible to do that to, to some extent to overperform uh, on a small level consistently. So it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're overdoing it a bit, it'll definitely regress to the mean uh, or anything like that. Um, the, uh, the interesting thing about Bristol City, from our point of view, is, is the way that the club is developing, uh, I guess, on more of a mid to long term level. Uh, we, we sort of rate them up there, I guess, with a, a team like Brentford, where you can see that not only is it a sustainable way of growing the club, both off the pitch, but also importantly in terms of on the pitch as well. Uh, and you're not going to risk the future of the club uh, in the way that Bristol City are running it. That's what we like to see, because the concern is if you try and reach for the stars without parachute payments and it doesn't work, you can get into some trouble. So very, very positive about really the structure and the system around the club. And I think it's a it's, it's one of those clubs that I just can't see things getting much worse over the next few years. So while this season I was definitely expecting a, a playoff push, I'm feeling quite good about that. The early injury to a Fobe, not ideal. I think they're an interesting side, Bristol City. I feel like they are very difficult to actually beat. But sometimes at home against teams in the bottom half, I feel like they could try and dominate games a bit more, really dominate and put teams away. That's what I feel is maybe lacking between themselves and the very top teams, but very solid foundation. So that was Ali Maxwell from Not The Top 20 podcast. Really yeah, podcast, he, that, I have to probably give him a shout out because he was doing his work then for EFL yeah. on Quest. Yeah. So um, the highlights programme, obviously, with Colin Murray. That was when those guys were down the other week and I asked Ali then. But yeah, interesting to hear his views. Yeah, he seems to think Bristol City could potentially do uh, quite well. Sort out the home form, though, he said. Uh, Luton away this weekend. If you look at Luton's start to life in the Championship, it's not been terrible. Uh, they are currently sitting 18th, uh, three points above the bottom three. Results-wise, it's been a bit hit and miss. Uh, they lost to Derby last time out. They drew with Millwall recently. But they did beat Blackburn. So they're capable of a result every now and then. Um, but given their 18th and Bristol City are currently 6th, they should be going there looking for three points, shouldn't they? Yeah, I thought it was interesting that um, video of James underscore BCFC's of uh, um, Sluger. The, the, is that how you pronounce Simon it? Simon Sluger. Yeah, Sluger, the, the goalkeeper. And yeah. his howlers this season. And <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it he be was a big money signing. Yeah, indeed. A bit of a surprise, I thought, actually. But yeah, Bristol City have really got to be looking to get something from this game if they want to contend for the top six. Potential banana skin, yes, but I do think the Robins have got enough about them at the moment to, to get something here. And in terms of Luton coming up to, to the Championship, it's never easy. But sacking season has already begun. Um, we know Jose Gomez has gone from Reading. In terms of the other clubs, 
when you look who are struggling, Nathan Jones at Stoke. Lee Johnson is now the longest serving manager in the championship. Does that prove that sticking with your manager is perhaps better than twisting the whole time like Reading do because they're struggling anyway? I, th- I think so, but but not every time. Obviously, fair play to Lee Johnson because he did turn it around and he has got the results over time and you just can't stick with someone if they're never getting the results. I know that. But look at Nathan but, Jones. I think, yeah. you know, in 35 games, he's got like a, a win ratio of 14.3%. Yeah, but this is why I think more and more boards and top-level people in football are using stats like XG and, and the like because yeah. that kind of gives you a measure that, that you think that you think well we're actually not yeah we're not actually playing that bad we're just not getting the results and I think that's partly what Lee Johnson said at the time all those games we were only lo- Bristol City were only losing by one goal it was so, always close it was yeah. that mentality thing wasn't it in the final few minutes of exactly, games exactly exactly and if they could just change that around which they obviously did in the end then then they were going to get get the wins and, and so it is with, with other teams and, and maybe Stoke at the moment but he's the longest serving manager in the championship can you believe that I no I can't to be honest <laughs> and um, fair play to him and fair play to Bristol City for sticking by him I just on, on Lee Johnson I, I've always felt and I've written about this several times I just think he's a brilliant match with Bristol City obviously former player young coach on the up shares the same ideals and, and the philosophies that the, the way Bristol City want to work so it's just as I say a match made in seven and, oh, very and, good and yeah very it good. just it just works down <laughs> down this way um, naturally do you think he'd be this successful elsewhere? Yeah, I, I, I do, because if you look at his time at Barnsley and Oldham... But he turned it around at Barnsley. He had, the, I think he had eight he had weeks a bad, there Yeah, well, exactly, he? he did. He had bad, had a bad time there. But he left them in a good, in a good way, didn't they? They went on to win the, um, to the JPT then, or the Football League trophy anyway, before... The final, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 get, and get promotion. Um, and then, yeah, Oldham, he did OK as well. Yeah, I do think... I, I think I see Lee Johnson as as possibly being vo- involved in the England setup in the future. Yeah, maybe sort of like under twenty ones coach or something okay. like that. I think he'd be ideal for maybe like that kind of sort thing. Of Chris Powell sort of role. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and who knows if he keeps progressing at this rate, if he gets City into the top division, then maybe one one day senior level national management. There as well. we are. The longest serving manager in the Championship is at Bristol City. Uh, five games then in the space of not very long. And then we break again, Gregor, for another international break. What do you think about all these international breaks at this time of the season? Well, it, it's just unfortunate, isn't it? It's the FIFA calendar. You can't do too much about it. And Same every year. Yeah, yeah. We, it'll be good to get those matches out of the way and then we have that crazy Christmas period. And oh, uh, yeah. as, a, as I say, I think looking at Bristol City's fixtures coming up, then they... They should be looking to be in a decent position at the end of them, shouldn't they, really? I mean, you think Luton first on Saturday and then Charlton who's sort of gone off the board a little bit at home it's, it's a tough fixture but they should be looking to get some decent points from those two games yeah absolutely and if they can just get the home form going then because it's two home games in a row Charlton and Wigan ab- absolutely then they could be in a really nice position come sort of December, January, kick on then again and, and who knows just who knows so. Barnsley should get a result there and then the seven side derby Yes, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> as I say, there's some, there's a few toughies in there as well. I, I think the likes of 
yeah, Cardiff away. I, I just think that's going to be tough against so many former players. Yeah, so but, like the but, spine of that team. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder, you've got Huddersfield coming at the end of November and maybe they might turn the corner a little bit then. It'll be it's just there's no see. easy games. No, and then you go to Fulham um, at the beginning of December. So, yeah, some toughies coming up. But I just think if City can get their home form going, that's the main thing, then they could be... Yeah, they could really get where they want to this season. Well, away game first up. Uh, we'll be back after the Charter game next week because that's home on Wednesday. Who knows? We might have seen this new striker, Rodri, in action by then as well. Is he going to be another Lois Johnny? Or maybe he could be a Tammy Abraham, albeit a few more years on the clock. Uh, we will see. Gregor, thanks as always. Thanks for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. And we'll be back next week. Robins on the Wire.